Welcome to The Session, a basketball podcast. I'm your host, Omar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ben. What's going on? What's going on? Man, I am good. I am very good. It's so good to be back in the groove of things. Yeah, just regular, you know, back to what we're familiar with. You know what I mean? Like, I've noticed that even with this podcast stuff, like, we no longer just regularly speak to each other. Yeah, we only right? speak when the mics are on Only now. when the microphones are on, because even before this, like, it was just pure silence for about 30 um, hours before because, we even got to this point. Because it's a waste of content otherwise. I, no, I'm not going to talk to you and waste valuable content when the mics could be on. <laughs> I'm not going to talk to you. <laughs> Look, you're not my friend. You only exist for the purpose of this podcast. Thank you for the beautiful studio setup. Thank you for the water. You did give me water this time. Yeah, yeah. So I really very much appreciate it. But uh, yeah, no, I'm with you, man. It's good to be back um, with our regular schedule. We're going to be getting this out for Monday. Um, Everything is going to be grand. Everything is lovely. And on top of that, it is, you know what? I I just want to say happy American Thanksgiving. Oh, thank you very much. You know, for for those of you that don't know, I am American. So you are. This this is this is my day, I guess. Where are you from again? You keep saying you're from Chicago, but I think we later found out through our friends and by doing a little bit of a deep dive into your birth certificate, you're actually from like Wisconsin, East Chicago, or something like that. No, like, no, how no. does it? I'm actually from Chicago, but the running joke is Greg Popovich, head coach of the Spurs, is from East Chicago, Indiana. So <laughs> Yeah, that's where you're from. Indiana, not Wisconsin. Yeah, you're from Indiana. You are not from Chicago. No, I'm I'm from You don't I'm have from the papers. Chicago. I don't even know if you have Canadian papers. I don't know what's going on with you, but you know what? As long as you keep supplying me with food and water and <laughs> keep paying for this beautiful equipment, I am totally okay with that. Alright, fine. Then that's what we're gonna do. Alright, Ben. So are you excited for the weekend? <laughs> Get it? Because it's the You're weekend such a right boomer. now. <laughs> you are such a boomer. It is the weekend, and I am excited. It's uh, it's only Saturday right now, which is nice. We still have a good amount of days to make the most of it. I was actually supposed to go kickboxing this afternoon. Okay, so I thought that I was gonna have a class at twelve o'clock today. Okay, that I was really really looking forward. And you were to. gonna be the you were gonna be the bag. That <laughs> I was gonna, yeah. Uh, I'm only the ball in volleyball. I am not the bag for boxing classes. Okay, that's not okay. who I am. Okay. I'm more than just a bag. Okay, but I wanted to do kickboxing. I did do one class before this. It was just regular boxing. So I got my hand wraps. I was listening to a bunch of like good, like you know, like NWA. Like I was getting really, really into the mindset of being a boxer. Okay, and um, it was fun. It was good, but like whole like conditioning is insane for this stuff man yeah like you remember from wrestling right you remember from high school wrestling how difficult it is to keep your body in shape for this for for these type of things high school wrestling and i think you did it for like a year or two more than i did it Mm -hmm. i only did it in grade nine but i remember it was so brutal trying to make weight in that yeah remember the stairs dude we would run up and down three flights of stairs for like an hour and a half straight and And we were like 13 dude i swear that's like child abuse if you're it's not right and the and the worst part is you couldn't drink water or eat anything. <laughs> I just gained weight. Yeah, because you would just gain all the weight that you're trying to lose. So you did all of this and no water. You remember how you would have to wear like a uh, a sweater, um, wrap yourself in a huge blanket just to force yourself to sweat. Yeah. Because that way you might lose 0.5 of a pound, which would really make the biggest difference when trying to make weight. It was ridiculous. Dude, I remember I was off by a pound when I had to make weight when we were measuring the day before. 
And then I went to the bathroom to take a piss and I came back and I pissed out a pound. And, and that's how I made weight. You pissed out a pound. That's how I made weight. It was unreal. Did you slice that urinal in half? What did you, what did you do? What I was you there for a very, very long time. But yeah, I was supposed to do that at 12. And um, yeah, so that's not it. It was actually Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays when this class was happening. But I want to keep doing it. I want to continue with it. I have okay. the hand wraps. I have all of it. And it just seems like a really fun way because you remember this in from wrestling as well. But it, it was kind of nice to not know how to do something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like when I was learning how to do a cross, I was doing it completely wrong, right? I was yeah. doing it the complete wrong way. Um, and Curtis, the person who was training me, was very, very eager to let me know how incorrectly I was doing it. Yeah. But it, it was kind of like a throwback to like regular wrestling when remember our coach would just be like, oh, like you're not doing this takedown the right way. The form needs to be better. Yeah. I'm like, it was such a throwback to all of that. Where it's just like, yeah, you're right. I don't know how to do it, but I'm so eager to learn. Yeah. And I just want to learn how to do that. You know what I mean? So I want to get back to it. Okay. Um, it's been like a week or so since the last time I've been just because schedules and all that, but I definitely do want to go. So hopefully Monday, yeah. and I can keep you posted for the next, uh, That's next cool. episode that we have. Did out. you do any sparring or was it just like bag work? Or so it like was... For the first about 20 to 30-ish minutes, it was just a one-on-one -on -one training session okay. with um, uh, with like this trainer who was just basically teaching me the, you know, like the the basics of, you know, jab, jab, cross, dodge, dodge. And then, you know, um, um, what's it called? Jab, cross, and then... Best student ever. <laughs> forgot everything jab curtis cross, rolling god. in his grave curtis i'm so sorry i will be there soon i told him i was gonna be there but oh gosh no he'll he'll forgive me he's cool but yeah it was just it was starting with that first so he had like his two hands up and i was like okay jab jab and then he would punch me right in the face I'm like yo I'm like yo you have to dodge I'm like oh man i forgot how to do that so you know it was basically that for the first half an hour and then after that it's basically a circuit of punching bag after punching bag after punching bag yeah and then there's like one you know like dude in all camo i don't know if he wanted to dress like that or if that's just his uniform and he was how'd just you like, see him what's that how'd you see him i actually didn't it was just what people told me it was just I'm flying assuming. punches <laughs> <I don't> know, <laughs> floating out literally that. punching the air yeah. yeah um and yeah just going from circuit to circuit from bag to bag and he would just give you like a combination okay. so it'd be like jab jab dodge cross and then jab again and then you just have to keep repeating and you'd be surprised with how intense it actually is yeah like no, even I, just I punching a bag imagine. it is yeah. difficult because you have to keep your form you have to keep your form locked like here should i show you how to punch right now okay come stand up let me show you how to punch no okay so <laughs> i'll show you after the podcast uh but yeah that was pretty much how it went and then after that was like an ab workout because as you know, conditioning is the most important thing about this. And your core is needed for a lot of it. Yeah. So that was pretty much how my boxing class went. And um, I was really, really tired afterwards. And I feel like I'm convincing myself not to go now. Yeah. Like, things. what are the pros of this? You just keep just railing on how, like, difficult it was. <laughs> like, what's the point? The challenge, Omar. The challenge. Well, you know, from a boxing connoisseur. Oh, such yeah. As, such as myself. Head, you know, so let's touch on that. I, I've gotten into not actually boxing, but watching boxing in the last uh, Get few months. Get him, Sonny. Get him, Sonny. Yeah. Hit him with that left. Hit him with that left. And Ben has said that boxing is the most boomer it's sport such there a boomer is. Sport. I'm sorry. Because, you know what? And the more I think about it, the more it's true. In my mind, a guy who likes boxing is the kind of guy who's like, okay, let me paint the scene. It's a dimly lit, empty <laughs> boxing gym. <laughs> And the former trainer of the world champion 
the former trainer who first started started him off is sitting there in the in the locker room watching on a hazy black his and name, white TV. His name has to be Joe, by the way. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter if his name is like anything else. It has to be Joe. Joe's sitting there on that bench watching the screen. He doesn't want to watch a little bit he, shorter in stature. Yeah. He's, he's older, gentleman. you know, older. he's he's been through some stuff. And then and then the the world champion who he trained falls down. And then Joe stands up <laughs> off the bench and starts screaming get at him. the TV. Come on, get him. Hit him with the left. Hit him with the left. <laughs> Show him what you're made of. Wearing gold chains and all that. Wearing like an old beaten up tracksuit. Yeah, 100%. Perfect. Matching tracksuit. Matching tracksuit, Matching of track course, suit. with white Adidas shoes most likely because yeah. he's stuck in the 80s. We know Towel Joe. Towel over his shoulder. <laughs> No, but like, how are you fighting the sport so far? Like, are you, did you get like, it's as fun, much man. of a passion for it as you have for like basketball or any so, other sport? So not quite basketball. And I feel like the issue is I don't, when I was first getting into basketball, like when I was young, young, and I was, it was interesting to me. I had people that I can talk to about it. So my older brother, first and foremost, because he knew the most. And then like friends started talking and then like i started learning so much through that but boxing is confusing man like whereas with the nba it's like with a lot of professional leagues it's like oh this is one league these are the teams these are the players there's a hierarchy that makes sense yeah like how one fits within it but with boxing there's like four different sanctioning bodies that each have their own title belts and so there it's can intimidating. Be like, there it's can be like three different world champions for the same weight division. And you're like, wait, how does that make sense? Right. Mm-hmm. So trying to understand all of that and then some of these terms. But honestly, watching it is really, really entertaining. And like the drama that comes around with like fights being made and fighters backing out and stuff, that stuff starts getting entertaining. I feel well. like the boxing, like the sport in general. So I have a list of the most corrupt sports. Okay. All right. And number one is uh, is is soccer. Yeah, yeah, FIFA. I think yeah. FIFA, soccer, the entire thing is just the most corrupt thing ever. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to be shot right after this podcast. If, well, like, it is the gonna... world's most popular sport, but I, don't, but I don't think anyone would deny but, it. But you agree with me, right? Yeah, like no. people are I mean, fixing literally, matches. Literally, and... like the chairman got fined, like what, millions of dollars or arrested or something like of, of FIFA. So, so yeah. It's, number it's one gross. is that. And then number two is actually boxing for me. Yeah. Boxing is like the pinnacle of just old boomers. Like, hey, I'm, I'm going to put 20 on. I'm going to put 20 on him. I'm going to put 20 on Sonny. Make sure you fall down. Okay. Fall fat, <laughs> fall flat in the third round. That's just how. And they talk like that too, you know what yeah. I mean? Like the, with their boomer, like you know, voices. So <laughs> I mean, I, I'm glad that you're enjoying it, though. I'm glad yeah. that you're enjoying the sport. And it's you know, did you watch a recent one? Like, what was the most recent? Yeah, fight so that you recent, um, recent fight I watched was Deontay Wilder versus uh, Luis Ortiz, and it was a rematch. It was part two. So what I've been doing is, as all these fights come up, I I, I pick that fighter and I watch a lot of his previous matches like on YouTube or whatever just to get myself up to date with okay how does this guy fight what does he actually look like and that helps me out like determining who I like and who I don't like which is pretty arbitrary but for example Deontay Wilder this guy like knocks out almost every single person he gets in the ring with wow and he's, and he's never lost he has like a 96% knockout rate or come something on like that. are you serious yeah. and it's like wait what's his name Deontay Wilder Deontay Wilder you've probably seen him in that meme where he's yelling at the camera and he goes to this day oh to that's this him day. yeah that's him he's also the same guy who before one of before his uh 
like two fights ago, I think, or one fight ago, he was saying how boxing is the only sport where you can kill a man in the ring and get away with it. Wow. So that's like, he's a really good showman, the way he speaks and stuff like that. And and I really like how he boxes and he's so strong. So in this most recent fight, he was kind of losing. He was fighting an older guy, uh, Luis Ortiz, and Deontay Wilder was the favorite. But the way Wilder was fighting, he was losing most of the round. But everyone knew this fight's going to be over in one second. If you blink, you'll miss it. And that's exactly what happened, where... He's losing, he's losing. It's like the sixth round. He's down in points. One punch knocks him off. That's crazy. Boom. Just just like that's, that. Throws th- it it actually done. does seem entertaining if it's like that. But that's why I feel like any sport yeah. needs that level of like um the, the cinematic. You know, like it needs, there needs to be drama with yeah. it. Yeah. There needs to be some sort of like, uh, because at the end of the day, like men love soap operas. Yeah. That's why we love basketball. And now that you brought up boxing, the reason why I've been having a couple of late nights, even Uh when I have work, is because I've been going on this like journey of reminiscing and it was on my recommended list on YouTube. I don't know why, but basically I was going through everything WWE. Oh, damn. So I don't know if you watch WWE that much. I watched a little when I was young, but I was never Dude, as into it as everyone else I my was age. so into it. Yeah. I had the video games. I knew all the specialty, the finishers and all that. Yeah. So I watched like these documentaries on like Jeez. Mark Henry, you know, who was the world's strongest man. But I watched a documentary on him. Then I would watch the inner politics between Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels. I'm like, I remember I love Shawn Michaels. I didn't know the backwards, you know, like the way the politicking works in the wwe like dude people can literally the fight is supposed to go a certain way like let's say yeah. hulk hogan is supposed to win or yeah. supposed to lose and then he'd be like you know what nah i'm just gonna win this one and he did that <laughs> he would fight against like i forgot what it was, it was like 1997 like some sort of event yeah and one guy i think his name was oh i forgot what it was he was supposed to win the match and hulk hogan was just like you know what hulkamania doesn't lose like that nah and he decided to win <laughs> that match he didn't tell anybody he just decided to win but, himself but and isn't the, it and the, and the wrestler has to go with it but isn't it like fake punches fake cuts so oh wrestler? but you would be surprised man people get injured like even if it is as um you know it, it, it is acting and it is fake yeah. but at the same time it's like you can get a lot more promo or you can get a lot more money if you have a title or if you do certain you know yeah um actions or certain promos and all that so a lot of ref- a lot of wrestlers do improv like they don't know what's really going on and they just go with it and hulk hogan was huge in that so i was watching like that i was watching like um um, Evolution, right? Triple H, Ric Flair, Randy, Randy Orton, Batista. See, like none of this means anything to you. No, I, I, I was know the so name. Excited! I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. Yeah. So I'd stay up until like two a.m. Like, huh? So that's how Randy Orton joined. Um, <laughs> you know, like joined the team and all. Like, oh, that's so cool to me. That's so crazy. Have you watched the movie? I think it's called The Wrestler. It's The a, Wrestler. It's, I haven't. It's like it won a bunch of awards, I'm pretty sure. And it's about like this wrestler who's like washed up and he does like neighborhood wrestling matches and stuff. Like he makes like a hundred dollars and he's mad old and broken up and he's matching tracksuit kind of guy. Like <laughs> Joe. Okay, Joe, so Joe. Joe with the max matching tracksuit and he's like trying to build a relationship with his kids. I remember watching it a long time ago. I probably didn't understand it fully when I watched it, but it was so sad. And that's why wrestling always kind of makes me sad where I think about the people that don't make it onto the world stage yeah. that stay like in the lower levels, whatever the equivalent is where they 
like they're on steroids and their bodies are shutting down or whatever mm-hmm. and they have like all these injuries like like you mentioned people actually do get people injured actually get injured so they have this. all these cuts and injuries and things like that and they never actually end up making a lot of money and they just stay at that level i'm like damn that's a really sad sport you know i'm just i'm just thankful for the memories okay right with wrestling um it's honestly like it's it was super entertaining and a lot of good games came out of it raw 2 which is number one and then smackdown versus raw 2007 that was yeah. also like one of the best games and i'm super i don't know just really really thankful for it you know what i'm thankful for what are you thankful for i'm thankful for the weekend yeah you are i'm thankful for the weekend without the second uh 30 i guess it would be so not like how you addressed it in the whatsapp group right like hey ben did you listen to that new week and song Abel. or two couple songs okay Abel. i'm thankful for abel because okay. this man came with fire he dropped two uh, really uh, really because i actually let me loved, hear your thoughts i loved i loved both of them so so abel aka the weekend abel abel he dropped uh two two singles off his upcoming album <sighs> one was called heartless and the other one was called blinding light and i really like both of them and this has just kicked off a, 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 another phase of me diving deep into the weekend again. I listened to Trilogy again. I listened to Kiss Land. And it's just like... But let me I'm ask you a question. And I'm sorry to interrupt. I want to hear your thoughts on the two songs. But okay. When you do dive deep into the weekend yeah. and you listen to the Trilogy, how again do you go back to his recent to stuff? his recent stuff and be like, yeah... I love it, you know, because I go back to the trilogy often, yeah. especially right now because it's November. Well, late November, Classic. almost December, yeah. and this is the perfect time for it. Yeah, right. It's you know, like it's just the perfect song for uh, like uh, um album. So that's why it's very difficult for me to listen to Heartless. Which honest, like for me, honestly, I prefer Heartless a little bit more okay. than uh than Blinding Light, and that's because Blinding Light literally sounds like pop. It's not even that, man, because there's a difference between good pop. I enjoyed Starboy. Yeah. I'm not one of those like, oh, I hate all new weekend. Oh, I hate it. No, it's not even that. It's just like I when I hear that song, if I was to close my eyes, Omar, I feel like I would close my eyes and I'll be looking in a mirror and I would have a first choice employee cutting my hair <laughs> and then I'd have to pay $20 plus tips right after. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just like the whole the, the sound of it just seems very, very like retail story background music and okay so i i i feel differently i feel like it's new music it makes me feel like i am it's 3 a.m and i'm in the middle of like some next club and it's like some crazy techno music and everyone around me has like dropped acid or something like that and it's like that's the kind of feel the, the the music gives it's like absolutely crazy like the 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 entire vibe of the music i don't associate that with mass consumerism and retail or anything like that Uh it's more so like this this bender that someone is on and they're just like in the middle of a club and they're just going crazy and they don't actually know what's going on that's how i'm kind of translating the music to me so for me that's like i know that's not what he's done historically it's not poppy weekend with starboy it's not trilogy weekend it's it's a different kind of music so i it's i i i see the disconnect between the two but i like it as well it's like you know what this is interesting like you know what you've given us trilogy you've given us starboy you've given us a bunch of other projects as well but this is something new that i'm down for it's like why not so that's that's why i didn't like it that much was 
because I was expecting a new weekend, uh-huh. like a completely new sound. And yeah. even if it was poppy, or even if it wasn't the whole like dark trilogy, which doesn't yeah. have to be the case. Yeah. In all honesty, I feel like a lot of people are just bad human beings in general. <laughs> do you do you know what I mean? Because I remember when Weekend broke up with uh, there was like a news article that came out like, oh, Weekend broke up with uh, was it Bella Bella Hadid? Yeah. Yeah. And everybody was talking about like, yes, he's he's gonna be an emotional wreck. His yeah. music is gonna be so good. I'm like, word, like you're right, and I'm looking forward to it. But like, word, you can't be, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't. Yeah, that's be that's bad that people. people. Anytime something bad happens to someone, mm, yes, back in the lab, back in the lab, you know what I mean? Yeah. And even for like uh, uh, other artists as well. Like I'm like, oh, I really want him to get on drugs again. Please give me Slim Shady. It's like, yo, come on. So wait, you're t- this man just like went through rehab, ten like- years sober, and he's you know what I mean? He's like, no, give him the drugs. I want him to get drugs. Um, yeah, but that's fa- why with fans, the weekend, fans, fans can be really very, 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 you know. Um, and that's why with the weekend, like I was sort of thinking the same sort of thing, right? So it's like, yo, like I would love for him to go in a completely new direction yeah. because he was looking like Lance Vance Dance from Grand Theft Auto Vice City. So when I saw those photos, I was excited. I'm like, okay, I don't know what's gonna happen. Is it gonna be a much more like, you know? I, I just didn't know what to expect, really. So when I heard this, I'm like, okay, this is pretty This is pretty decent. It kind of sounds like background music to me, something I'd yeah. forget within the next month. But Heartless, I, I thought that was a much better track. Metro Boomin on the on the production, which made it which made it nice. And But doesn't this give you like a Vice City, Miami vibe? Like the, the way he's dressed, the way the music sounds like that crazy techno, like... Bro, it just comes back to like he looks like he's on cocaine. And, like, <laughs> that's all we need. <laughs> like that, that that type of vibe. Like that vice. But you loved Vice City, man. Oh, I love Vice Can't City. Can't you but... imagine driving around with with blinding lights playing in Vice City? No, but here's the thing. When I'm thinking Vice City or I'm thinking Miami, yeah, you're right. Like I want to have like a convertible. I want to be with my shades on. I want to do like lines of. Co- I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and but this this isn't the song that I was really okay. planning to get back to. Like it it just wasn't it. I don't know if it was the. Dr- or something about it just felt off yeah. i think the mix of techno just made it a little bit weird for me okay i just wasn't feeling it but you know it's gonna be interesting to see what the rest of the project then sounds oh, like for sure. because like if these are just two singles and and they they were similar in a lot of ways but like you mentioned they are different as well so it'll be nice to see like is this what the album's gonna sound like what what other sounds are there gonna be or is there gonna be slow music is it gonna get even more hype like i don't know i'm really excited i was really excited for Starboy. And and you're right. I liked Starboy as I well. I enjoyed Starboy. Yeah. Um. I I didn't really like Beauty. Uh. Behind the Madness. Be- I think Beauty it's called Beauty Behind the Madness. Be- yeah. the Madness. I think I I was that was his first big step into like pop, like um, mass commercial, like radio hit weekend. I yeah, think. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was his first diversion. So that took a little adjustment. But then once I realized, I'm like, wait. This guy, you know what? Maybe he's he's not in that trilogy phase of his life again. Which is exactly, yeah. which is fine. Like, yeah, you, no, you that's really ex- don't need exactly. to. Exactly. Uh, I I don't know like how that kind of music would. I don't know. It's interesting. Like, do you think we could get another trilogy type project from Never. maybe maybe the weekend or any artist? Like, maybe is that sound gone? I'm thinking to like. Oh, Frank Ocean, like I'm thinking, like classic Frank Ocean, classic weekend. Like, if a new artist was to come out, is that sound dead? And I don't even know how to ca- categorize that sound. Like, that sound is certainly not dead. It's just a matter of the artist 
going through whatever they're going through to be able to create something like that. Okay. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, with what you said with Frank Ocean, with The Weeknd, even Kid Cudi, like yeah. Man on the Moon 1 and 2. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, can we get that of, again? We can definitely get it. From someone else? Like, I, I, I Would we so. appreciate it when we got it though? That's like... I don't know. The world was so different like 10 years ago when like stuff like that was 10 years ago. No, you're right. Yeah. It's like it was a decade ago. Yeah. It's like when stuff like that was coming out and it's like, but you know what, now. Omar, we all have, we all have our bad days uh, and you know what I mean? Like you could go through, you could go through winter and be like, oh man, it's snowing. Things are going well right now. Philadelphia lost. No, we don't got to go the there. Raptors, the Raptors won, which is a well, bad, I mean, that, which is a bad thing for you. No, I'm I sure. love it when the Raptors win. So I'd be like, you know what? Let me just put on this new artist and feel and feel something. It, it could happen. Is all okay. I'm going to say. But yeah. I want to spin this around. Okay, I want to okay. I want to move on really quick because we were talking about being thankful for things. Right? Okay. So I have a question for you. Okay, for Joe Budden? you. <laughs> Shoutouts to everyday shout struggle. To, yeah, <laughs> everyday struggle. Shout out to much dank. Yeah. That video is so funny. So because it's American Thanksgiving, um, in the American Thanksgiving spirit, I'd like to ask you a question, Omar. Hit me. Okay, so, okay, let's say it's a Saturday afternoon, okay? And you can invite any basketball player that you would like, okay? Thanksgiving dinner, your mom and dad but are But why here. is it on Saturday if it's it Thanksgiving? It needs to be a Saturday. Thanksgiving's on Thursday. You don't question it, all right? People have busy schedules, and Sunday was just not going to work. Okay. So it's Saturday now. Okay. I guess we're doing Thanksgiving dinner on Saturday. It's Saturday. It's Saturday, and don't even question it, okay? All right. You you need to go on church. This man doesn't even know when Thanksgiving is. You need to go on church on Sunday. (laughs) So it's Saturday afternoon. Your parents aren't here, and you can invite any NBA player. Okay. Okay. For Thanksgiving dinner. Who would you invite? And you thought it was just going to be that. But what would they bring? to the table okay so nba thanksgiving nba thanksgiving that's okay. the, that's the question that i wanted to ask okay you. so i already have a few names that i have in my in my head okay so i'll give you some time to i'll give you some time to think okay 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 so Let me think. while while i tell you okay so in my thanksgiving dinner nobody else is invited no friends no family no nothing you're not even gonna invite me to meet you these players. are not gonna be there. so it's, it's just, just gonna, gonna be you be, and three nba players yeah three nba players are just gonna kick it probably play some wii sports okay. you know like where is this is gonna be a good time okay? it's the only sport that you might be able to beat them <laughs> right so i want to invite number one i will invite i want to make amends with this person I've been talking very poorly about this person, and I think he has a special place in my heart now. Oh snap! I think I know who it is. CP3. There we go. I need to bring CP3 to the to Thanksgiving, man. The adult I just in the feel room. Like he would be the one. You know what I think he would bring though? I think he'd bring a nice big turkey. Oh, okay? he'd bring the turkey. He'd bring the turkey. But I feel like because he's a pest and he's annoying, he'd cut it in very like an, he'd cut it in a very annoying way. <laughs> Just so it'd be a, a minor inconvenience for everybody. Okay. It just seems like something CP3 would do. But I also feel because of how well he assists the ball, okay, because he is the point guard of the century. Okay. I also think that if I was to ask him to pass me, like, pass me some mashed potatoes or pass me some, like, he would do it in a very, very, like, uh, like a very cool and, like, sexy way. Yeah, so but I you would drop love it. For, it doesn't matter how if I fumble it. Yeah. I would love to see the show of him actually passing it to me. Okay. So I think that's why I would bring CP3. Interesting. To make amends with him. To be like, you know what, man? I'm sorry. All right? I'm thankful for you on, on the team. I'm thankful for you to be on the Oklahoma City Thunder. I don't know if you're going to stay or not. And if you do leave, I promise I'll go back to hating you right, right away. Wait, what? 
That's just what how it's of, gonna what work. What kind of men's is this? This, this? this is how it that that's how a men's work with me. Okay, so that's number one. Okay, number two is Malcolm Brogdon. Okay, is it because he sounds like Obama? Yes. <laughs> how can he not love a conversation when you can you can literally talk to the president? And I feel like he'd have such good table manners. Yeah, he'd be like, "Hey Ben, thank you for inviting me. I wanted to bring some potatoes." And I think that's what he would bring. He'd bring some potatoes, but with no gravy. Because I just feel like that's the type of guy Malcolm Brogdon is. Yeah, but you want to hide any awards you might have because he might steal it like he stole stole Rookie of the Year from Joel Embiid. (laughs) Joel Embiid. (laughs) We'll talk about him later. Don't worry. We're going to get to Joel Embiid. I'm going to cut the pot before. But Malcolm Brogdon, it just seems like he's a very, like, you know, like good manners, good individual. He's a family guy. He'd be like, oh, well, I got to go to sleep. I need to go by nine o'clock. And that's just how it's going to be. And you know what? You do you, boo. I love it. Okay. But no gravy because that's just not what he does. <laughs> Last person that I would bring Omar Shibi Shabaru is Spicy P, Pascal Siakam. Okay. Because he needs somebody to talk trash with. Yeah. I feel like having Spicy P at the table would just be a fun time. Like we we would just talk a lot of, you know, like talk a lot of crap with each other. Yeah. I'd be like, yo, I'm better than you at this. You look, like, no, I'm better than you at that. And it'd just be like a back and forth, a nice, nice little quality banter with spicy p okay and as i'm telling you this right now i feel so psychotic the way that i'm like i've put these things together i don't know what goes on in this head of mine yeah you're like this is who this person is you've defined <laughs> you've defined what they are and when they come to your house this is how they have to act based off the youtube videos that i've watched i feel like it's not far-fetched to think that spicy p would act this way okay maybe malcolm brogdon would it but we'll see uh, but spicy p I feel like also in terms of what he would bring, he doesn't seem like the type of person to bring something that you would need or want or even like he would bring something that you you'd be like, really? Like, that's what you brought? Like, he'd be the guy that bring like plastic cups, forks and knives because he when you're when you're going to else. someone's house who already has. Cups. <laughs> he'd be like, I thought I thought you guys would do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just think he'd do something like that. So we have turkey, we have potatoes and no gravy. And we have plastic cups, forks and knives. And that's how Thanksgiving. Sh- shout out to Shimpavi. <laughs> Spicy pea. All right. OK, well. That seems like a terrible Thanksgiving dinner. What? It seems like a terrible group at a terrible Thanksgiving dinner. How? Keep in mind, those three are smaller people too, so I'll be getting all the food, baby. All the all the potatoes with no gravy and all the turkeys cut in minor, slightly annoying ways, I'll be eating it all. Wait, did you just say Pascal Siakam is small? Boy, he's double your height. Uh, well, everybody is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, my group. Well, first of all, I would bring Matisse Thibel. Because mm, he is he is the ni- rookie on Philadelphia 76ers. He is the nicest, sweetest boy in the whole world. You're so weird. This guy, he's so kind. You should just, just watch <laughs> Hello, him. you sweet boy. <laughs> no, okay. Like, let me tell you a story. This guy, um, so uh, a podcast I listened to, uh, The Rights to Ricky Sanchez, one of the co-hosts on that asked for uh, people's thoughts and prayers for a family friend of his, a kid who was diagnosed with cancer. And the kid was in the hospital with cancer and he, and he asked that. And what ended up happening was uh, a lot of the people from the 76ers team listened to that podcast. So they sent that kid who's a pretty big Sixers fan who's in the hospital uh, a, a care package of like, you know, different Sixers gear and stuff like that. And Matisse Thibel found out about that. Matisse Thibel, whose own mom passed away from from cancer uh, years ago, he went to the hospital the ne- very next day to visit that kid, took wow. pictures with him and stuff like that. He's just such a nice, genuine and guy. And he's into I, photography. Yeah, he's into photography. So we'd get some 
fire fire photos as well it would still be very hard to make you look good (laughs) but i'm sure at least you can take the photos the the quality would be there yeah you know the quality would be you know it'd just be of the food or something okay i don't need i don't need to be in it okay and what would matisse bring i think matisse would bring the best mashed potatoes and gravy ever i think i think he'd bring that yeah i think that's that's it's like considering the way you're describing him it seems like he'd go above and beyond yeah so it seems like even if you tell him to bring just mashed potatoes yeah he'd bring multiple he would bring more he'd be like oh also i brought this turkey (laughs) and he'd be like you didn't have to do that it's like there's no need for this there's no need for this Matisse, man it is what it is (laughs) and and his name is also the the name of the street i used to live on okay shut up (laughs) you're really just (laughs) (laughs) okay so matisse uh who would i bring next Next, I would I would invite Sergi Baca. Oh, yeah. that's he'd, good. He'd walk in, he'd be like, "That's a good one." How hungry are you? Yeah, and, no, and that's yeah, it. That's it. <laughs> he just ask and leave. But, but <laughs> just, so so Serge would come, and Serge is he's absolutely hilarious. He's got fire fits that Matisse could take pictures of. All right, and he's he's gonna he's a great conversationalist because he has a whole YouTube channel where he does this stuff. And what would he bring? I think he would bring something absolutely gross and nasty. Yeah, but we would make Matisse eat it and matisse wouldn't say and no he would, he just like, oh, he'd just God, be like oh well okay. you know what are you gonna do uh, huh well, guys <laughs> yeah he'd bring like what like what did he feed uh DeRose or kyle lowry again i think it was like cow balls like yeah cow penis or yeah something like that. no uh, yeah it was it was it was it was cow testicles to kyle lowry yeah and then it was cow penis to Kawhi leonard so he'd bring like a thanksgiving like oriented something like turkey yeah you know testicles or something like that so and, something and something it like, would be good because it's serge Ibaka, you can't say no to him yeah no i and of all the people there, I think he's the best cook as well. So that's right. So like, yeah, he'd actually give yourself well. some credit, though, Omar. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah, yeah. I've been stepping up, I guess. There we go. Um. All right. And then the last person is, well, you know, Matisse brought all, all pretty much everything. Serge Ibaka brought some nasty food. <laughs> you know, once once you need that dinner number two, I think I'd bring LeBron James, and I'd just tell him it's a Tuesday. So uh, you already know taco. what he's bringing. Taco. You'll bring some tacos. Taco Tuesday. Okay. 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 <laughs> so. You know, I just tell him it's a Tuesday. He brings tacos, and 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 there we go. I think that would be great conversation among the three of us. Yeah, and I think we'd have some pretty good food. Yeah, as well. LeBron would be would be great for stuff for stuff like that. He'd ride the coattails of Sergi Baca <laughs> to you know just to get all the glory to bask in all the glory. Like, hey, I did this. I did this by myself, even when it wasn't him. Dude, I would bring LeBron just so I can take a picture with him and post it on my story, and then he'd reshare it and call me young king <laughs> dude could you imagine how happy like how how happy you could be you'd be called the young king by the boy LeBron you James. look older than him he'll call you <laughs> no damn young king get out of here with that man get out of here oh, with that. but okay you know what yeah. that is a good that is a good thanksgiving dinner you know you got you got fraud number one with lebron james well, come on man you got a good rookie honestly like he's been killing it too matisse i've been yeah. seeing uh some of his stat lines and he's been doing really really yeah, well when he when he plays he he's defensively so good he's on really defense. good he's so good he's like got no offensive game at all but yeah. he's so good but he'll on get defense. there right? yeah he'll get it, there. He, he knows what he needs to do it's like he doesn't try to do too much he just needs to get better at hitting open shots and then he'll be fine philly rookie right philly yep okay switching gears let me step let me sit up for this one let's, let's this switch all the way exciting man. No, this is the most exciting part of the podcast we don't need to talk let's about talk this. about philadelphia omar it's a great city ro- great city, city of rocky you know city of rocky yeah, brotherly m- love museum of modern art or yeah. not, whatever that uh, sure. art museum is uh, choking yeah. 
Uh, huh? Choking. I don't, PTSD. Know, I don't know what you're talking about. Joel Embiid, this superstar of a player. People tell me he's a superstar. You've told me he's a superstar. Yeah. He comes back to the Toronto, um, uh, to Toronto, and he's. This is the game, Omar. He can finally show them there is no Kawhi Leonard, there is no Kyle Lowry, there is no Serge Ibaka. None of those players are there. There's Spicy P and Joel Embiid goes zero of eleven. Zero points Omar He couldn't even get free throws in He was fumbling everything Going on I've never seen a star Look so lost And look so distraught In my entire life Since LeBron James In the 2011 NBA Finals You didn't watch the 2011 NBA Finals But I imagine he looked like that Omar what happened I saw Joel I saw so many memes It was the most insulting performance from a superstar that I've ever seen in my 22 years of life will be turning 23 in December 11th and it was crazy to me man zero points zero okay look you got me going like Shia LaBeouf in hole zero there 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 are two players in the league that can shut down Joel Embiid one of which is Al Horford. And the other's a Spaniard. It's Marcus Sol. Hey, that's that's NBA champion Marcus Sol to that's you. That's right. right. You know, put respect yeah. on his name. Yeah, You're put right. respect on his name. So Gasol. Please tell me what happened. You watched the game. I watched the you game. You know, he I wish I didn't, but I don't know, man. It it's Gasol's is hard. It's no, hard. Sh- He's don't, a good don't, you know defender. What? Let me continue. Let me continue He's a because good defender. You could, He's also 38 and a half years old. He's not 38. He's How like does a superstar go zero points, Omar? Oh, man. And this is who you're telling me is a title contender? Embiid can't handle the big stage. That's what this is telling me. He can't handle the big stage. I don't think a game in Toronto in November is considered the big this stage. This right here is the big stage. <laughs> I saw the funniest thing on uh, on Reddit, by the way. It was like this... um. Rocky montage thing, right? So it was like uh, they were playing Rocky music and then Joel Embiid was like, you know, remember when he was gassing up the crowd when he uh, got kicked out for fighting? Yeah. So they were playing Rocky music and he's like punching the air like, yeah, I'm going to get ready. I'm going to get ready. And then Marc Gasol comes in, <laughs> defense, suns him, puts him, in a, puts him in this little baby hold. He's like, I am your dad, Embiid. That was the most embarrassing meltdown that i've ever seen he missed free throws bro he only had three okay and he missed all three of them man okay look the game doesn't matter zero points the game everyone's making it seem like this has always been a thing joel Embiid played really well in the toronto series last year Mm. he played really well in the toronto series he was the best player for philadelphia he was the second best player on the court because Kawhi was also playing he was very good People are making it seem like this has always been a thing. Like, yes, Gasol gives him difficulties, but Embiid is very good. And Embiid just hasn't been properly trying this entire season. He hasn't been putting the effort in. I blame Jimmy Butler. He did this to him. (laughs) He ruined him. Whatever. Okay, but let me say this. After that game, he oh, responds. No, 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 no. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about what happened after the game. 33 and 16. I don't care. I don't care. 27 and 17. I'm talking about zero. Z-E-R-O. Zero. Points 
All right. So I'm just going to say this. I'm going to leave it at this because I don't want to keep this subject going for too long, though I will remind you from time to time. Zero points. There's no need. He was disgusting. And it was the most insulting performance I've ever seen from a quote unquote superstar. However, I want to move on really quickly and just say that Fred Van Vliet came to play. That boy was shooting lights out. Yeah. And I think they showed it in the game. He went like, what, two points total or something ridiculous like that throughout the series or something, something really, really like he was basically really bad throughout the Philadelphia series. Classic, right? yeah. And then he really responded well to this game. I feel like he took this game or he approached this game the way Embiid should have. And he completely missed. But it's a regular season game in November. Pride. It doesn't Omar, matter. Pride. That's such a boomer thing. Mamba. You're calling me a boomer? None of this stuff matters, man. The team is what? What's their record? They've lost, what, six games, seven yeah. games? Yeah, hey, Raptors are like, second, baby. No, they're 13-6, they're and six, the Philadelphia 76ers. They're undefeated at home. It's fine. They're going to be fine. They will be fine. There's I, no need to overreact over this one game. This isn't an overreaction. It's just the truth. And um, Joel Embiid is... It was embarrassing. But you know what? You did mention something about standings. And, um, yo, the Raptors are second. They're second yeah. seed right now. Yeah. They're undefeated at home, just like uh, just like Philadelphia. Right? They're 8-0, I believe, from home. Yeah. So the Raptors are... I think Nick Nurse is doing a fantastic job. Yeah. Because uh, RHJ, Ronnie Hollis uh, Jefferson. Yeah. He is an amazing... Yeah, he was a good pickup, man. Yeah. And I feel like they're, he's really giving the Raptors the spark and energy that they need off the bench. Yeah, I'm really impressed by Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse's coaching. I feel bad for a lot of coaches when they have good players on their team where they really get diminished because last year, Nick Nurse was coaching well as as well. That's right. And everyone was like, well, you know, of course, it's easy when you got Kawhi on your team and stuff like that. And then... Kawhi's no longer here. Uh, Lowry and Ibaka have been out of the lineup for a long time. And the Raptors are still winning games. And it's like, it's sad that it takes this to appreciate what a coach's impact actually is. Right. It's like, oh, let's take away all of his tools and then see what he can do. It's like, well, no, he can just continue to win games. Like, I hate Steve Kerr. He's a very smug individual, the way yeah. that he looks. But I also look in the comments section like, oh, what happened to Steve Kerr now? Steve Kerr, what are you going to do? He has like literally like Z-stringers yeah. that he's putting on the court. And you can't expect much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, they also have Terrence Davis, who's really fun to watch as well on the Raptors. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm liking the I'm liking the way this team is right now. They're just a fun team to watch. And I feel like expectations are low as well. So you don't necessarily, I don't know, expect too much. So you it's can a just team that you in. don't want to play in the playoffs. It's, yeah. it's a team. And, and they are champs. Hey, yeah. they are the defending champs. Yeah. We've got to take that seriously. Like they are the champions. The the, the finals run through, runs through Toronto. And, <laughs> and I saw I saw um, Stephen A. Smith, did, the GOAT Stephen A. Smith, the GOAT, did a list. Uh, he always does his top five or whatever list. And it's like top five things he's most thankful for. And number two on that list is when he's, when he's on it. He says Kawhi Leonard. And he's like, I'm thankful for Kawhi for leaving Toronto. So I never have to go back to Toronto ever Pearson. again. Shout out Pearson. Yeah. Shout out Pearson. Shout, shout out to report. Customs. Yeah. Shout, shout out to, to Customs. Any Canadian Customs people listening. Yeah. Shout outs to you. Keep giving Stephen a yeah. hard time. But this man was like, I'm thankful for Kawhi for leaving Toronto. So I don't have to go That's there to cover <laughs> the finals. I think someone tweeted. That's so, so funny. Someone's like. The Raptors need to make the finals again just, just to get so Stephen back. A, just, just so Stephen A. <laughs> yeah, just to get back at Stephen A. He's going to be punching the air through customs. So let me ask you this then. What's the Raptors' ceiling? What is their Where ceiling? Where do you expect them to go this season? I know it's a regular season. It's only November. They have a 14-4 and record. They're the second seed. Yeah. Of course, there's a lot of um, injuries going on like Hades. Oh, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But wh where do you think? Me personally, I think they're a... Uh, 
I'm thinking second round. Second round? Second round. I don't know, man. There's so much that still needs... Okay, one, there's the whole injuries thing. Anything could happen, right? Like Anything could happen that could change the entire dynamic of the league. But there's no point in talking about that because we don't know what we're talking about, right? The Other team as it stands right now, as it stands with right now, all with where the league is right now. I think conference finals. I think they're a good Interesting. team. I think this team could really give Milwaukee trouble, Sixers trouble. Like they're they're a good team, and I think I, they're and, one and person they, away from getting there. If they're healthy, I think I think they can. I think like depending on how seeding's gonna play out, they might have quote unquote like. They're probably going to have to play either Philly or Milwaukee in the second round, right? Right. So that's what it comes down to. So second round to conference finals. I'd say conference finals. I think that's their ceiling. I'm not okay. saying that's where yeah, I think yeah, they'll ceiling. go. Yeah, yeah, I think enough. ceiling is conference finals. I think most likely, yeah, they'll probably go out second round because they'll have to place, face one of Milwaukee or uh, Philly. But I think it's going to be a tough, tough series. Like this is a team you don't want to play. Like they're yeah. annoying. They're they're well coached. They, they have in a way they have nothing to lose right right and i don't want to diminish the mindset like i know i don't know what's going on these these guys heads i'm sure like kyle lowry is just as competitive as he was last year but from me as an outsider if i was in their shoes i'd be like shit i already won i got nothing to lose let me go again right like who cares at this point right i'll that mentality is kind of dangerous it in, is. in a team. And that's not something you want to face in a seven-game series in the playoffs. Especially, let's say, if some other Raptors have home court in, in that matchup. Spicy P has definitely taken that, yeah. you know, the reign as the first option. Back and to I back have MIP? Him, and I have him in my... They should just change the MIP name at this point. Just yeah. call this the Spicy P award yeah. because he's killing it. I have him on my fantasy teams. So I'm seeing it. This guy is <laughs> giving me 30 points. And you can tell that he's still adjusting yeah. to it because he's not used to this much attention. Yeah. So there will be times where he gives me like 16% shooting. Most recently, actually. Yeah. Like 10 points and like 13 boards. But that, that's just something you get used to. And it's only November. Yeah. Right. The teams are going to start. I'm not even making MIP. Omar, I can see this dude being MVP. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm just saying he can be a top four candidate for something like that. I don't know, man. It's so competitive at MVP right now. Luka, I don't think he baby. cracks that. I don't think he cracks that ceiling. I'd say like Luca, Harden, LeBron, Giannis, LeBron. Like that's what we're looking at for like top four mm. and like 80s below that, uh, but not done too far off. And yeah. like, that's kind of what we're looking at at top four right now. And that's so crazy to think about, to say Luca right now, like as, 20, young he is, as, as young as he is, as he is. This man is. He responded pushing. back with a crazy game, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Uh, I think the game before he was playing the Clippers and they clamped him. Yeah. He went like 4 14 or something like that. Yeah. He wasn't shooting the most efficient and he actually didn't um, stay for the reporters. Yeah. Like he didn't do like that whole post game interview or whatever. Jeez. He just went straight off. He was yeah. just. He was acting like a 20 year old. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like when you're emotionally like, oh, shit, like I don't want to. Um, but then afterwards, like the game, uh, the game after he had 41 points, uh, went off. Yeah, like eleven assists, like seven boards, something like that. He's so On good, really efficient shooting, like yeah, fifty percent. Yeah, and it's like he's passing really well. He's shooting really well, but he's not shooting like unbelievable from three as well. He's just shooting well all around. Exactly. He's getting, he's getting to the line. He's getting in layups and stuff like that. He's just. It's really fun to watch, and he's a really good player. And we said this on the last podcast too. But this is just like. Anyone who thinks college ball is the end all be all, yeah. just like that's yeah, the most boomer it, thing. That's it. the most boomer thing. So you mentioned the Clippers. I want to ask. I want to ask you something. Yeah. I, I thought about this. Yeah, and I see this a lot online. The Lakers are doing really well. The Lakers are winning a lot of games. 
they've lo- they're what 14 and 2 16 and 2 17, 17 and, and, two, and 2 17 and 2 there we I go I think this is their franchise best yeah so they they've done this before once uh in 2001 2002 or something like okay. that i think they started Seven, this okay, well okay. yeah so they they're doing really well but every time the lakers win and like bleacher report posts about it or something like that you're gonna have people in the comments that say stuff like well yeah they're supposed to win these are below 500 teams that yeah, they're playing and schedule, stuff like yeah, that yeah. easy schedule below 500 teams and that's kind of a knock against the lakers that's what people use it's like Lakers are like, hey, we're seventeen and two. They're like, well, yeah, you're supposed to beat these teams. Why aren't you nineteen and zero? Yeah, and and, and uh, no, it's not even that. It's not even the fact that they lost. It's the fact that hey, it's like someone saying, hey, I won the game. It's like, well, yeah, you're supposed to win that game, and then and then they yeah. walk away. But the same energy isn't applied to good teams when they end up losing to bad teams. Like the Clippers lost last night, right? The okay. Clippers, the Clippers lost, and um, yeah, they lost against the Spurs. DeRozan yeah. hit a three right in their face. With his first three of the of the season, I, yeah, think? I think like five attempts. I think this might be his first three. So, the Clippers lost to the Spurs. Spurs are a bad team this year, but I don't hear that same energy about if the Lakers beat the Spurs, which they have done. Then it's like the Lakers, like, hey, we beat the Spurs. It's like, yeah, you're supposed to win. But when the Clippers, who are apparently equal to the Lakers and competitors and yeah. title contenders, when the Clippers lose to the Spurs, that same energy isn't there. So it's like if you're knocking one team for winning games, are supposed to win. You should knock the team harder for losing a game it's supposed to win. And it just comes back to like this entire argument. I'm I, I'm not for this argument because it's an 82-game season and no team will always win the games it's supposed to win. And no team will always lose the games it's supposed to win. Yeah. You can't just simulate the season and go off a of win-loss and things like that. But it's just it just proves that it's a dumb argument. Can I... Do you remember back in middle school? Okay. When everybody had Facebook accounts, we're just starting to get into it. Yeah. And we're a little too insecure to post photos of ourselves. So instead, we choose to use photos of like comics or like other images, like stock images or whatever. I mean, I always post photos of myself. And that's why you got no likes. But (laughs) what I'm trying to say is there would be a photo that I'm thinking to kind of touch on this subject here. It'd be like a a dude with his his hat down and his middle finger up, probably like Mickey Mouse or like something like that. Yeah. And it'd be like... If you have haters, that means you're doing something right and you're successful. So I think SpongeBob with, the, with girls. SpongeBob. <laughs> so what I think it's not necessarily. I think it's just because the like the Lakers, they have like. There's just so much success with that team that yeah. anybody will clamp on anything to bring them down. Yeah. Because they have such a ginormous following. They have so many supporters while at the same time also having as many haters at the same time. Yeah. So they will clamp on anything to be like, hey, you're, you're supposed to win that. Who cares? Or if they lose, ha, 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 you lost. Yeah. Versus something with the Clippers where I think they're still trying to build that build that following. Yeah. So I think that's why no, they're not as hard on the Clippers for losing a game they're supposed to win. Versus something with the Lakers. Like, if the Lakers were to lose to the Spurs, I don't think we'd hear the end of it. Yeah. No, never. Like We would just yeah. keep over and over. We'll see a thousand first take videos talking about how LeBron is the wash king because he went 8 of 17, which isn't exactly 50% efficiency. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. So it's just a matter of how popular a team is and how anybody will just grasp at anything to bring them down. Yeah. No, you're correct. You know what I mean? So... While we are on the topic of the Eastern Conference, okay, I wanted to also. We were actually ask talking you, about the Western Conference. Oh, were we? 
while we're on the topic of basketball, while here is another basketball topic I'd like to bring up. <laughs> so while we're on the topic of the Western Conference, let me just let me just avoid it entirely and bring up the Eastern Conference. There we go. Great transition. Kyrie Irving. Yes. Okay. Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets because a lot of a lot of talk has been going around him and how he actually how the team performs with Kyrie Irving versus without him. Okay. So you know Kyrie's history now, even with the Celtics. Without Kyrie Irving, he was able to um uh the Boston Celtics were able to do a little bit better. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals. And then with him, of course it's black and white, but that's why I wanted to ask your opinion on it. Yeah. Um and now with the Brooklyn Nets as well, like they showed his re- they, they showed the record with Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Versus without him. And it seems like the Brooklyn Nets do better without him. Okay. So what's your whole take on this entire thing? Like, wh- where do you think Kyrie Irving can take the Brooklyn Nets? And how, what does this say about Kyrie in the first place? Okay. I think as much as, as much as some people like to like push that narrative, or like uh, the, the on-off numbers or the stats or something like that, Kyrie Irving is a very good player. He is one of the best players at his position. And I think it's like disingenuous to say like, oh, this team is better without him. Like the the Celtics, like I'm and I'm not putting any of the personality or any of that stuff onto it. I'm talking from a basketball perspective on the court. You want Kyrie Irving there. You want him healthy and you want him on your team. And any team that can add him is is going to be better with him. So I don't think that's an issue. I don't think. That is fair to Kyrie. Now, when you start factoring in stuff like the personality and like his like uh, how he might end up alienating some of his teammates or something like that. Yes, there may be a valid point there. But again, it goes back to what I always say. I don't know these guys. I don't know how things are like there. So I think Kyrie is Brook. The Brooklyn Nets need him. If the Brooklyn Nets want to reach their full potential, at least in the playoff setting, the Brooklyn Nets need Kyrie Irving there. And it's like. It's just wrong to say like, oh, this this team is better without this top five player at his position, top three player at his position. Mm-hmm. Be what it may. I still kind of think it's telling though. Like when you have a history of this much chemistry is undoubtedly, especially as a Philadelphia fan, you know this. The first what couple of years when they were in legitimate contention, it was chemistry which was the issue, right? Like I think you had told me that. Like, you know, with, like, coaching and, like, you know, they would just throw the ball out of bounds randomly or stuff like that. It was That was more maturity. That was more maturity than chemistry. It was, like, they were just a young team and they were, like, they were, like, still understanding how to play at that level. Kyrie is very valuable to, to, to a team like Brooklyn if they can utilize him right. And when you when, when we say, like, oh, the numbers are telling and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, the numbers might be saying one thing, but you got to dig a little deeper. It's like, okay, what were the teams that they were playing when Kyrie was playing and what were the teams that they played when Kyrie sat out and what how good are those teams and how did they mm. match up well against one another it's like if Kyrie only plays in the tough games and doesn't play in the easy games then it's going to look like well you know Brooklyn's so much better without him but it's like but you're not always going to be playing the Knicks yeah you're, you're going to be playing other teams as well and stuff like that so it's it's from that perspective it's like no I, I plus like I don't know. Ever since he left Boston, Kyrie can do no harm to me. Like, really? Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm always, back on the Kyrie bandwagon. I still always get this weird, like, I just, something about him just, I just man. Is I it because like of that guy. long Instagram post that he left? Did, okay, so story? tell me about that. Do you know what that entire post was yeah, about? Yeah, like, what was he talking about? over here. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't read it. In essence, um, 
Kyrie Irving was... Is it in response to when people said Kyrie sucks or something? So it was in response to Brooklyn was going to Boston to play the Celtics. And I don't think Kyrie was going to play that game because he's still recovering from an injury. So Kyrie was going to sit out that game. And there was like posters all around Boston and fans booed and stuff like that. The Celtics fans, sorry. They booed. And they basically said like, oh, Kyrie's a coward, all this stuff. And... They were really, like, harsh on the guy who wasn't playing because he's injured and stuff like that. So he goes on Instagram and he writes this really long post on his on his story. And, and I actually ended up reading through it all. And it's, like, everything he's saying is, like, fair and it makes sense. He was saying how players are treated like they're animals in a way where they're just they only exist for the entertainment of fans and they're not real people it's like they themselves have emotions and things can hurt them but fans only want them and and you know what this goes back to this goes back to what we were saying about eminem and the weekend and stuff it's like yeah something happens and we only think about it from our perspective we're like hell this means this should happen yeah so celtics fans Kyrie should play and get embarrassed here after what he did to us it's like Kyrie's a real person who doesn't want to push his body past certain limits. and Especially November. And maybe he just doesn't want to play in Boston anymore. So he goes over to Brooklyn and all of a sudden it's like, no, this is entirely a basketball decision because all you are is a basketball player. You're not a real person who has real feelings, who wants to live in a different city, who wants to do yeah. something else, raise your family in a different part of the world or whatever that might be. Right. So I think I think that's unfair. So I, I don't know. I'm pro Kyrie. Pro Kyrie. Pro Kyrie. Is there any update in terms of when he'd be coming back at all? Uh, no, sorry. I haven't been keeping up no? with that. I'm okay, not yeah. sure. I mean, I don't know what's going to go on with him, but uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like we should wrap things up now. Okay. Um, it's a lot of good discussion. And, you know, uh, get back to our Thanksgiving dinner on Saturday. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think I think um, CP3 is going to be coming within the next couple hours. So I want to make sure I have the... Serge, Serge Ibaka will have some yeah. like, snake eggs for you, you or something. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I mean, from everyone here from the session podcast, which is only myself and Omar, I'd like to thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure you subscribe on that platform because mm-hmm. we can keep track of, you know, how many people are subscribed and that helps us know how we're doing. Leave us a review if you listen on Apple Podcasts. It takes like three seconds. Just go to our page and tap five stars. Don't tap anything else or you're going to break my heart. Um, and you know, send us an email at the session basketball at gmail.com or better yet, follow us on Instagram at the, the session, session ball. ball. Same thing on Twitter, the session ball. You know, we post a lot of good content. I think we've, uh, we've, we're, we're getting back into our IG game, you know? Yeah. We, yeah. We had, we had, I we really had a like that. Good uh, <laughs> the star Wars. Yeah. It was, it was good. It's good. It's yeah, good ch- check it out. Check it out. You know? So does session ball on instagram and uh, leave your reviews subscribe on your listening platform and uh, let us know how we're doing and uh you know we might uh we might uh, start incorporating a bit of a mailbag in our in our episodes yeah so, you know, i mean i was just talking about that with you before the podcast it's just like we can do something very very you know like very easy and interactive with uh with with the listeners where we just you know a quick photo and they just ask us any questions through the session ball um through instagram instagram so yeah and if, you if, can find us there exactly if you want your questions answered uh, we're gonna start posting polls uh requests for your questions on instagram so check us out uh if you don't have an instagram account make one just for us you can call it the session ball fan zero zero one and then we can go from there yeah but uh for, for real thank you for listening and for those of you who are celebrating thanksgiving or did celebrate it a few days ago 
Um, I hope you enjoyed and are ready for holiday season session. Yeah, that's that's what we are now. Holiday season. We session. were off season session. We're on season now. It's holiday, holiday season, season session. session. There we go. Uh, that's everything from us. All right. And hey, I love you all. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay then. <laughs>